0: Coming up on the What's On Your My podcast, I got Lyric Swint in to talk the mess that is WWE. We're going to give our reactions to the latest allegations against Vince McMahon and his controversial appearance on SmackDown. Later, we're going to talk about the future of the company moving forward, and then we're going to give Money in the Bank predictions to close out the show. Let's go. It is a privilege, as always, to stand before you here tonight, the WWE Universe. Especially a privilege to stand here in this ring, in Minnesota. I'm here simply to remind you of the four words we just saw in what we call the WWE signature. Those four words are then, now, forever, and the most important word is together. Welcome to
1: SmackDown!
0: up everybody you're listening to the what's on your mind podcast i'm your host dre as always and today making her first appearance on the show with me i have lyrics went on to talk some crazy news that's going on in wwe what's going on lyric
1: hey um my name is lyric um i have been a fan of wwe and wrestling since october 9th 2006 the raw family date Yes, okay. the Raw Family Reunion in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. So, yeah, so I've been a fan for what? That's what, 14, 16, something there now. And like, mm. so I've watched WWE, TNA, AEW growing up. So very excited to, you know, talk about all this madness that's going on around here. A
0: lot of, lot of crazy stuff. Before we get into it. I want to ask you though, because I have seen a bunch of people been talking about it on Twitter. What do you think about Drake's new album?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, I said I was
0: going to surprise you with this one. I want to know your thoughts. Okay.
1: So this is this is I would like to say this. Maybe I have I've only listened to it once, and okay. I'm trying to be fair. And the reason is this. I was kind of I guess I was just expecting something different because you know, like it's 1201. You hear Drake album is about to drop. So like I got the candle lit. We ready. Um, yeah, like you know, I got a little vibe going. Like, you know, I said I just know I'm about to go, you know, chill and then but the a vibe like,
0: out Good Friday, good Friday to start the weekend.
1: Exactly, right? Because I, you know, I and keep in mind, I knew I had to get up early the next morning, but I said, But Drake dropped, so you know, gotta stay up. Mm-hmm. And so like. I just remember laying in my bed, and I'm just like, you know, I just know about the vibe. There's suddenly all this Uh-uh. This is not the vibe that I was going for. And so, and also, I feel like the thing that I was most mad about truly was the cover art because you know it got that big ghetto fine. You think it's a little like, hard. Exactly. It's about to be cash money taking over for the nine nine two thousands. I'm you know. And then it's just all this abyss of music.
0: Yeah. Um I had me weak.
1: It wasn't for me. And here's the thing: I am a person, I love all types of music, like mm. Broadway, rock, house music. I just will say, like, for me personally, it wasn't great, except for the last song.
0: Last um, song went crazy.
1: But and you know what? It didn't go so crazy because of right. 21 Savage just stays yeah. right um that's just how i see it like you know so that's that's where i am on it It, it's not my favorite Uh, no it's nowhere near my favorite (laughs) but here's the thing i also didn't like more life either oh okay so a lot of people were saying like yeah the ones of y'all who don't like honestly never mind you probably didn't like more life either you're right yeah Um, yeah, you're right absolutely
0: uh i feel so for me i was like like you i was like yo what the hell is this like, the intro, I'm like, okay, he's starting off, give us a little, okay. Second song, I'm like, uh Third song, I'm like, okay, okay. And then I'm just like, oh, no, he dead ass. He, he, he's full on dance hall with it. Like, he he's not playing. Like, I didn't look at the genre of anything before, like, I had tapped into it, but I'm just like, nah, he really went full dance hall on this. So, like, after a couple of listens, I'm like, he, so me, I think he got a couple. I am no, in no way, a Drake apologist. <laughs> But I was like, he got a couple sneaky ones on day. Like, it's probably like three or four maximum. That's it. That I was like, okay, maybe, you know, like, I think I was listening to it last night. And we're recording this on Saturday, by the way, Saturday morning. I was recording it, uh, listening to it last night. I'm like, all right, I had a little drink in me. Started moving my hips a little. I'm like, okay. I'm feeling it a little bit. I was like, man, I might need to take a couple more shots, man. I might start feeling this thing. I'm like, all right. He, he got a little couple of them. That's all I say. He got a couple of little sneaky ones. But that's it's definitely not one of my favorites.
1: You know what? And here's the thing. I believe that because, like, if if you were prepared for that type of vibe, right? So, right. like, if you're in a club, you know, a couple of shots in, I can easily see how some of this music is, you know, great. Mm-hmm. But this is not for, this ain't, like, care package drink that you just no. go play, like, you know, you just trying to vibe by yourself, you know, like. You gotta
0: be in a certain mood for it, for Exactly.
1: Sure. Like, this sounds very much so like, vacation music. Yeah. I think but, I would enjoy this much more on vacation than in my regular day-to-day life, you dig? Like,
0: yeah, like, I ain't gotta be just playing it just to play it, like, I exactly. ain't gotta be playing it together, you know, if sure. I'm trying to go out some way, like, I'm, like, maybe, like, a little random little probably play it in the bath or something like that, a shower, something like that, maybe. I don't know exactly but so let's get into the big topic of the day so I got what you on because I know like you said how much you love the wrestling how much you locked into it so some crazy news going on Uh, so starting with it was a Wall Street Journal article about <laughs> an alleged three million dollar hush settlement WWE CEO Vincent Kennedy McMahon agreed to pay to a former employee <laughs> So the article says the board of WWE is investigating a secret $30 million settlement that longtime CEO Vince McMahon agreed to pay to a departing employee with whom he had an alleged affair with the board is investi- The investigation began in April and has uncovered older non-disclosure agreements involving claims by former female WWE employees of misconduct by Vince and his top executive, John Laurinaitis, AKA Johnny Ace, who is the head of talent relations. So in the article, it says the former employee was a paralegal that was hired in 2019 and that as of January 22 of this year, the separation agreement bars her from discussing her relationship with man or disparaging him. Uh, the reports, some other reports said that the Wall Street Journal received the emails from a friend of the former employee who said that my friend was so scared she quit after Vince McMahon and her lawyer Jerry paid her million dollars to shut up. So it's a bunch of other things that's been coming out, some wild quotes. Uh, You sent me one. A bunch of wild quotes (laughs) has been coming out from this. Uh, And then as of yesterday, WWE said that Vince is stepping down from his role as, and I put in quotes, air quotes, stepping down from his role as CEO (laughs) until the investigation is over, and that Stephanie will serve as the interim CEO. What do we make of this? What the hell is going on? Like, what is your reaction? Because this is some wild shit.
1: This is wild. I'll be honest, man. Like, whatever they say he did, I think he did that shit, bro. <laughs> he, did it. he did it. And here's the thing, like, so, and I said this last night on Twitter. Pro wrestling is a bubble, right? So yeah. we live into we live in a bubble to where like we all know what's going on, just because like we've been following the product for years and just the whole industry for years. And I was just reflecting on this yet the yesterday too, because I have like, I was going through like Pluto TV now and I see like they have Uh like channels, like, you know, one for impact wrestling and one for, um, and one for like just pro wrestling in general. And I was Uh actually watching like an old AJ Styles and Kurt Angle match. Um, They were in a tag team, Slammiversary 2012. And I realized like, The way that we know how wrestlers jump from different company to company and company and stuff like that, other industries don't do that. Like other industries don't do that. And the fact like we follow multiple products at a time. So like pro wrestling is very much a bubble. And so like this doesn't surprise us, but whenever the mainstream world finds out about the stuff that happens in this bubble, they're like, this is nuts. Like, oh my gosh, is this confirmed? Is it true? Anybody who's been watching WWE for any amount of time, of course. Yeah, Vince has literally done worse on that screen.
0: I know that sounds wild wild stuff.
1: I know that sounds nuts, but Vince has done. Vince McMahon will do anything for a check. He's proven it over and over again. Like this man has done like absolute madness. So like, yeah, let's start there. And so that yeah, it's probably true. But I think even beyond that is just like you have the Johnny Ace part of it. And that's also very believable. Like,
0: it, it, it is. <laughs> Sadly, it is. Sadly, it is.
1: And, yeah, I think when you, like, and me, so another part of my background is politics. When you think about, like, just politically, like, how these are connections is just like, bruh, Vince McMahon is married to Linda McMahon. Linda McMahon was literally the small business administrator in the Trump administration. Like this goes deep, like, you know, this goes very deep. Like, and then you have like Johnny Ace going back to like you, um, how the mainstream audience, right? A lot of people know the mainstream audience, the mainstream knows a lot about WWE because of shows on the E network, such as Total Divas. So they know Johnny Ace as the Bella Twins' mother's
0: husband. I I was just about to say, who was? Because I remember watching that show. Yes,
1: he's married to the Bella
0: Twins' mom. Oh, my God.
1: So, you know, the mainstream audience, they know Vince as, you know, they might know Vince as Linda's husband. They might know, you know, Johnny as, you know, this lady husband. And so, like, it's just 10 times messier because of that. And I think it's just, and then for bits last night.
0: <laughs> man, let's talk. Let's talk about it. So, WWE issues out a statement on Friday, saying yesterday saying that Vince is stepping down and that he's going to be making an appearance on SmackDown. When I saw that tweet, I was like, mm, "This man can't be for real." Like, this is like I don't know if you, how you thought about. It. I thought it was like something for ratings, like we gotta get people to tune it. Oh, definitely. If, if you tweet like early in the day, like in the like, I think this is before the afternoon, that Vince is coming on. People are a lot there. People are like, all right, we gotta tune it. So he goes on, he goes on SmackDown, he opens up the show, he gives this stupid, stupid, he gives the WWE signature model, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. The then now forever, and most importantly, together. Drops the mic and then just leaves. I said, man, this dude cannot be fucking serious. <laughs> and then what, what was even crazier to me that when he came out, he was coming out like just regular old Vince McMahon, man, just strutting down, like everything's all Gucci. Like he over here dapping up fans. Like they cheering him. I'm like, yo, what am I watching right now? Facts. I I just couldn't believe everything that's going on. And like, like you said, for for the record, I, like you, I definitely believe he did that shit. Like, all the stuff that he used to do back in the days, like, this is a wild man. Like, he used to parade around the women wrestlers on the show. Like, there's literally video of this dude saying, my nigga. Like, this dude is a wild-ass man. I definitely believe every day he got a couple screws loose. And for him just to walk his ass up on SmackDown, give that little-ass speech, and just go back into the locker room and then report said that he was all chummy with everyone. He looked like he was in good spirits. I'm just like, nah, they can't be for real with all this going on. Like what, what was you thinking? Like when you saw Vince coming down, That's the age
1: So the first thing that I thought when the news hit is like, I said, bro, what lawyer in their right mind would let him go out? Like,
0: <laughs> right. Like,
1: I said like, please fire your lawyer. But then like, I look back, and now, when I think about like the timeline of it all, like we said, there's nothing Vince won't do for ratings. So and also, you have to read the fine print of everything I was saying. So, one, they said that he's stepping out as CEO, but he's also still in creative control of the company, of basically the product that goes out. Mm-hmm. And then, two, they said Mr. McMahon, which is typically the character, technically the character is Mm. like not Vince McMahon and also when I look back at the timing of it all you said that yeah they dropped that announcement in the middle of the day and that made me think that was also before Dave Meltzer who was like one of the like you know most prominent wrestling journalists Uh Dave Meltzer was scheduled to go on CNN and talk about this on CNN with Jake Tapper which is a, a global audience right yeah and so like it actually made its way onto the show. They said Vince McMahon will be on on screen tonight, you know. And so you have even more of an audience who's going to tune in to see what this man got to say. And literally he, I mean, he played us all, but I also believe that he was sending a message I think to the board just like then now together forever. When he says stuff like that, he means that if I go down, I swear to God, I'm taking everybody down. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, <laughs> I swear to God, they're going down with me.
0: Oh man, yo, he, remember that. He's oh no, I he he definitely it's so it's a lot of conspiracy going on, too. A lot of conspiracy going on, the Nick cons of it all. The president of WWE what's his role gonna be you know Triple H had his health scare and he stepped down we already we know Shane's out uh he got kicked out uh Stephanie was supposed to be stepping down to handle some uh, family matters with Triple H and you know his scare but now that she's gonna be serving on interim CEO and I'm just like is it a conspiracy going on like what is is Nick Khan plotting is he is a full-on takeover it's just madness going on and just in WWE right now I'm just like I really just don't know what to make of it. The future, it just seems like a lot of stuff has just been spiraling out of control with the company. Like not saying that, you know, Roman, his lack of appearances is connected to it, but that's that's going on. We rarely see him on the show. We know Cody, he's out with his injury. Uh, Randy Orton, he's out, and now it was reports that he might be out of the whole 22 even when it was like reported that he could have had a match with uh, Roma at SummerSlam. So it just seems like everything in the company is just spiraling out of control lately, and now you just got this whole mess of allegations, and I'm just, I really just don't know how to take it as a fan. It's kind of I'm not saying it's hard to watch the product, but it's just like, it's always in the back of my mind, and I'm just like, I really just don't know what to make of it.
1: Yeah, I think, honestly, it's like, I don't really... This is how I feel about the Nick Khan conspiracies. Okay. I don't think that... I don't think that there's a going to be a takeover that takes place. And the reason why is because, like, the McMahon family is very strong. And I mean that in the sense of, like, they... Everybody has left the company at some point at this, at this point or yeah. stormed out, but everybody always makes their way back. And it's because, like, that is a company that insist on family control like you have to think it wasn't this Vince inherited the company from his father i mean like this is literally the family business and like that's why i think more so i think that stephanie stepped down and i think it was partially to protect her you know just like so when the company was crumbling right mm. she would be a clean pick to be interim and lead the company while you know i you know like there's no way that bench didn't know this was coming out you know weeks ago
0: yeah that's (laughs) why i was like yeah he definitely has some stuff like he has some intel
1: exactly there was definitely a contingency plan and so i think that as far as like i think like and i think um they said that triple h like just recently just came back to work as far as like And so I think that they're trying to, like, that side of the family is trying to, like, stay as crisp as possible, like, you know, clean and in the face of all this, because they're going to have to carry the mantle. And, like, I just don't foresee a hostile takeover. Don't get me wrong. Just because, let's just be real, as you said, the product is destroying itself. You don't got to do too much. Yeah, you don't gotta you really don't gotta do too much. And like, I don't here's the thing: it's not like oh yeah, WWE's gonna crumble anytime soon because they're not. Because I mean at the end of the day, it's WWE, yes, and like they just signed mega deal with Fox, they have a mega deal with NBC, they were able to literally monetize the WWE network, a product that Vince originally lost his billionaire status over and then turn it into a large deal with Peacock, which is getting your content over to even non-wrestling level. Like, yeah, they're going to financially, as far as just those two decisions alone, they're going to be fine. But as you said, like there is such a creative drought we're in, like the top baby face in the company litter and he was only top babyface for what a couple weeks by the way yeah um he's injured and then you have randy orton who's probably on the best baby face run that he's ever been on mm-hmm. injured right after that beautiful 20 year you know celebration john cena's coming back but it sounds like it's only going to be like literally just a visit yeah um you have roman who's on vacation and rightfully so but I don't agree with putting both tackles on him and then just letting him disappear. That Like, bit.
0: what is this decision-making on that? Like, I understand. Like you said, definitely granted, he's been holding WWE down, especially during the pandemic era, all this stuff. He's been holding it down. But for them to put both belts on him and then for him to, like, do the vacation, I'm just like, the main belts are not even on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I really don't know. So yeah, we're talking about the future of WWE basically now, and like you said, so Brock has came back. Brock came back yesterday, last night, for the umpteenth time. I'm tired. I'm tired of Brock. You know, not that I don't love Brock. He is. I I, I
1: love Brock.
0: Love him. I love seeing him wreck shit. I know he's a big money draw whenever he, you know, and like this run that he's been on lately, too, has also been like refreshing with this new comedic side that he's been displaying. Cowboy, it's
1: Brock.
0: He, Cowboy <laughs> Brock. It's refreshing. I like seeing Cowboy Brock. But I'm just like, man, y'all, y'all can't do this again. And I don't know. So it was reports that I rest reports that this was already in place three weeks ago. But like we already said, Vince already had to know that this was going on. All these allegations, all this stuff is coming out. So, do you think that he kind of like had to put this in place? So, you know, SummerSlams coming up. We know Brock is a big draw. He's going to be in the big stadium. Was this kind of a way of let's use the word sports washing? Is he's like washing away everything that's going on right now? Um,
1: actually, no. If it was now, if it was done like a week ago, I would say yes. But because they said that. And, well, you know, this was made, the decision was made three weeks ago. Mm-mm, I think that's just Vince being Vince. And Vince has showed you numerous times that he doesn't need a reason to give us Brock versus Roman again yeah. and again and again. And he doesn't need a reason. He genuinely believes, like, I think that it's always been known that Vince has always kind of like envied the other sports, right? He wants be to be seen as on the same par as the right. other sports. Uh, and like you know so like Vince for some reason even if the core wrestling base doesn't feel this he feels that like those characters who are able to like cross over into the MMA world and things like that like they're just you know so such a draw and people are really going to flock to them and like come out for them that's why he's obsessed with Rob- Brock and Ronda. however I don't think Br- like, Vince understands that we don't care, bro, after a certain point. Actually, we do, at least in the case of Brock, I think Ronda's boring.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Uh, she's not it. In the case of Brock, I like seeing Brock. I love seeing him come through a wreck, but just let him literally fight anybody else. Anybody, please. And I think that it's also just a test of the fact of just, like, WWE's biggest problem is that they fail to create new stars. And I think that this this whole situation, these last couple months of like, you know, Sasha out, Cody out, Randy out, Roman out, all this, this should have been a big red flag of, okay, we need to start building up main event talent or utilizing the main event talent that we did. But yet Vince will always react to it and say like, oh yeah, let's put out another part-timer to save the day rather than doing the work to build up main event. And there's people who could, that I would much rather see like these people face. You have AJ Styles. Love you. Ha- you have um you have Drew McIntyre. Mm. You have literally like who else is um great?
0: Well, I'm just about Zara. Is Zara still around?
1: Oh, yeah, I do. Okay.
0: Oh, who uh, I mean if you wanted to give Edge a push for a main tie, you could give edge, him because he's like, actually on the shows.
1: <laughs> edge could literally, and edge is now babyface ever since the judgment day turn, edge yeah. is a top tier. He's a Roman worthy opponent. Like he's a Brock worthy opponent. Like he has, you know, he's been a he's been able to do it, but also you can build up some other people. One thing I learned from this week alone, and I I think Montez Ford is ready. Like I just think that
0: he's looking right now.
1: I, I feel like if Montez Ford, if they give him that main event opportunity, I don't see him fumbling that bag. Like I think Montez Ford is ready.
0: He got the promos, skills down pack. He's good on the mic. He got the skills.
1: Like, he literally looks like, oh, yeah. Like, he could be the one. Like, just how you can look at Bianca and knew she was going to be the one. Mm -hmm. You knew he was going to be the one. Like, yeah. um, I just think, like, there's just so many more people. I mean, look at Riddle. I never expected Riddle to be a legitimate main eventer, but that match he put on was pretty solid last night. It was
0: solid. It was pretty good. I, I really like, you know, everything that did with that. Uh, the, the you know, promos he got going on, the thing we got with Randy. I think it was really good for his career, him moving forward. I think he's someone that you can propel into, like, all right, we don't need to partner him up with Randy Orton to get him, like, a big draw. Like, he he's doing it himself. People, people are behind Riddle right now.
1: Facts. And I also think, you know what else, who else I think could be a great main event option now. I think Finn Balor.
0: Finn special- desperately needs it.
1: Finn with the Judgment Day versus the Bloodline, that's money. That's not like money to me. Yeah. That's sounds like money to me. Uh, I would be a I like that. tuned in. Like it's just but Vince ain't never going to do this, right? Like he's never going to look at what he has. He's just going to be like, "Oh, call break the glass. Yep. Call Rock." And I yeah. think like that's just a shows like the company is just that's WWE's problem. Like, that's why I think the creative product just stuffers just because like when you're backed into a corner, you do the same thing over and over again. And this was an opportunity. True, yeah.
0: First start fresh to, you know, pull, pull some new strings. Something else. Give us some refreshing to look forward to. I mean, it's just, like you said, it's getting stale product. Cody Rhodes was such a big boost for the company. And just the yeah. fact that he's like going to be out now, it just really sucks. Like that feud that he got going on with Seth Rollins. Oh that my was a like,
1: best part I... of Monday Night Raw. I'm sorry. I forgot. Seth Rollins. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I didn't say Seth Rollins. About, oh, yeah.
0: Like,
1: who could have gone? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Seth Rollins. Oh, and Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley.
0: Bobby Lashley for sure.
1: Bobby Lashley.
0: And I like his little small little, you know, his little feud that he got going on with uh, Omos and, you know, the Hurt Business, all that MVP. I like that. But let's get let's get brought back on. I mean, let's get Bobby back to the main event scene. Like, I want to see him and Brock go at it one more time.
1: Brock and oh, my gosh, Brock and Bobby Lashley would be incredible.
0: They got to do it again. I mean, just give if you're going to bring back Brock, give us something new, new. There's just so many things that WWE can do differently right now. They just keep falling back into those same old habits. And it's just says like, so one thing I want to talk about and that I want you to give us some details about with the women's division, the women's tag team scene, Sasha and Naomi could have been something good, could have been something refreshing after WrestleMania. They instantly just kind of just shelved the idea to the point that Naomi and Sasha, they had to do their thing. And, you know, they stormed, I don't want to say stormed out. But, you know they they made the decisions they had to make what's better for them and they choose to leave what what was that raw or SmackDown? I they know it's raw
1: yeah
0: raw taping they choose to leave it and you know i just let you i'll let you give your thoughts about that whole situation because that's uh, another big thing that's going on in wwe right now with sasha i know i mean the form, i guess former women's tag team champions at this point was supposed to get a tag team tournament and they just completely forgot about that too I, what's going on with that
1: <laughs> yeah um yeah So, yeah, basically the story is, if I'm not mistaken, they wanted to essentially break them up and, like, make them single stars and, like, feed Sasha to Rhonda to get squashed. And, like, Naomi was supposed to, I think, fight Bianca, and they were both supposed to lose. And And wasn't it
0: that um, they said – I think I read it somewhere that Naomi was actually – because for that uh, women's challenge – well, it was, like, a six women's challenge at the end of Raw – Naomi was supposed to pin Sasha, too.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it was supposed to start facilitating that turn. And they were just like, no, like, we need to build the titles. Because, like, what people don't understand is that Sasha was one of the people who advocated for the titles to be created. Like, she fought for those titles. Like, you know, to be created in the first place. Because she felt like they could do something very special. And the women with the women's tag division and yeah I think that it's it's one of those situations to where everything that they said was right and you can see it now of just how I think WWE was way too reactionary and you know it was just like oh yeah because first of all they lied of just about saying that you know oh yeah they walked out in the middle of the show it was reports came out saying yeah they told wwe that they wasn't doing that shit like hours and hours before the show even started like you're defacing these women's characters specifically these black women's character and you just don't do it to everybody else like but when everybody else be disrespectful and like becky and naya man then who else becky and charlotte yeah y'all didn't do that to them y'all did not do that to them what a mess
0: that was too that was embarrassing
1: Exactly, and all that burying on commentary and like, oh yeah, you let the univer- WW universe it's given ugly. Like, it, that's, it, they handled it really ugly and I think the fact that it all happened simultaneously to AEW dealing with a, like, you know, with the MJF issue and they're, and that man is legitimately walking out and stuff like that and they're still yeah. disparaging him and they're handling it, like, very respectfully. Yeah, like, it it was just giving it was giving a lot of shit, really like I, sexism, misogyny, like a little racism too. I feel
0: like
1: keep it a stack in half. You gotta
0: keep it a butt with it. I mean
1: yeah, just being honest. And I think that specifically you got like what is Naomi gonna do? Because she is one, connected to, like, the most important people in the company at this point. just right. marriage. But also, like, Naomi's finally been on a run to where I feel like the tag team championships, like, allow her to shine in a way that she typically hasn't. She's always been a solid worker, really good, but, you know, they never really, like, you know, truly went all in on Naomi the way that they should
0: have. Yeah, never gave her um, that full run.
1: Exactly, and I think being aligned with Sasha in this way has been, like, really great for her and Sasha Banks truly if we want to be honest like is probably the most one of the most the most influential female wrestler this generation definitely she's popping in the conversation for just overall most influential wrestler of this generation like
0: I mean once you start cutting once you start getting them Disney checks I mean you on a little different little level oh
1: but even beyond the Disney checks like I was watching on the the network on Peacock a couple weeks ago. They have like this, this thing of like the, you know, they'll do like a greatest match compilation for different people. And I watched the Sasha Banks one three hours, three, four hours of bangers. And the thing is there there was stuff that in my opinion, they, they left off. Like, because Sasha Banks had at least a anywhere between a four to five match star match repertoire simply off her NXT days alone like those matches that they put on in the black and gold um, NXT were nuts yeah then comes up to the main roster and she got bangers like she just got bangers she has so many she got more five star matches than most of the male roster yeah so, and you have to think, she's literally done it all. First Iron Man match, first Iron Woman match, like, you know, the first women's hell in the cell. Like, she's done it all. She doesn't need this. And then she, it didn't go back. She's in The Mandalorian. That's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Disney money, but that's also Star Wars fan base. And as you know, all new as know if you got Star Wars, you'll essentially got the entire world. And so, like, yeah, they messed up. I think they they messed up and now they're gonna they're having to deal with it. And you can tell the SmackDowns women's division is yeah. terrible. I'm so tired of seeing Shotzi talk at Rhonda. Uh
0: <laughs> I like and I like Shotzi a little bit too. I like Shotzi. Like...
1: I think Shotzi is trying the best she can. Yeah. The thing about it is Rhonda is so terrible on the mic. Like you can't carry everything, bro. Like I think it's just that bad, and it's just yeah. I just and even on Raw, I'll be honest. It's cool to see um, the Becky like continue to like you know just go go off the rails. Yeah, Bianca is Bianca, amazing as always, mm. and Oscar's there, but like. Raw is literally holding the women's division together. Like SmackDown is so weak. Like I will say, when I saw that this Money in the Bank match, when I saw who was who fought Raquel Rodriguez and yeah, who did she fight? I don't know.
0: She fought um oh damn, who was it? Uh no, it was um what's Shayna Baszler.
1: Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Shayna Baszler, like the way that they've watered down her character since NXT, Jesus. Yeah, yeah.
0: no, nah, just non-existent. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so, like, it's just all awful. Um, Women's division is bad, and I think that also AEW, that was one of people's biggest criticisms of Tony Khan was that, like, hey, yes, why don't you put more energy into your women's division? And I'm going to be honest, they're not 100% there yet, but A, I can definitely tell over these last even month long, AEW's been beefing up. Yeah, <laughs> That women's division is getting stacked, like, They're beefing up. They're beefing up. And I'm not gonna lie. If they ever want to solidify it, like truly, I think that Jay Cargill is doing an amazing job. And it's also proof of why women's mid-card titles are what are are important. Yeah, if Sasha Banks goes to AW, yeah, y'all ass is grass.
0: Yeah, no, and it's it it was reports that came out that a few top uh wwe stars uh think that she is for sure like out as of now so it's just so it just really sucks max i love sasha i love seeing her i love it was so refreshing for her and i want me to get those tag team titles and you thought that they was finally about to put some emphasis on those belts and give them you know f- do whatever they can to find some good challengers i thought Maybe uh Shayna and Natalia, they could have been something. I knew they had like a little thing. I, I really liked the uh, Liv and uh Rhea Ripley before you know they turned on each other and now Rhea is mm-hmm. doing her own thing in judgment day. But I just it's just it's just really bad. The SmackDowns Women Division, like you said, Rhonda, she's a draw, but she also sucks. Like, like she's not giving you anything on the mic. I remember when she did that promo with uh before with Charlotte that I quit. That thing was so cringe.
1: What was that? She said the other day, she said for something sees. Um, I forgot. I, I didn't know what she said. I said, Rhonda, just stop talking. <laughs> like, here's the thing, and this is why WWE is trying to like get away from this, but I think the AEW does a great job of this. We need managers yeah. in wrestling, managers are important, like managers Always are been. like you see, a, like a, what was it, Gunther? That man can't talk. Give him a mouthpiece.
0: Yeah. It just helps. I mean, it's nothing wrong with it. I mean, eventually, though, they will, you know, come into their own on the mic, and it'll be all good. But, like, how Brock is now. Like, Brock is good on the mic. We love Cowboy Brock. But he had Heyman helping him along the way.
1: Absolutely. And I think that, like, that would have been ideal. Like, Ronda needs an equivalent of a Paul Heyman. Yes. And I'm going to be honest. They had nothing for Paige. Paige could have been doing that. Yeah. Because no, could talk.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so we're going to take a quick little break, and then we're going to get into, we're going to try to end this on a positive note. We're going to talk <laughs> a little bit about some money in the bank predictions, uh, who we think is going to be winning, talk about some of the matches. We got to do We gotta do what we can. I mean, it's all this negative news coming out. We got to try to make it positive for you. So this don't just be a damn, like WWE sucks spot now.
1: <laughs>
0: all right, so we're going to take a little quick break, and we'll be right back. All right. So we're back. We're going to be giving our predictions for Money in the Bank, which is coming on uh, next week. Yeah. Next week. All right. So a couple matches that's already slated out for us on the car. We got Rhea Ripley is challenging Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Natalia is going against Ronda for the SmackDowns Women's Championship. The street Profits are going against the Usos. Is that for the undisputed, like the both belts, or is it just one belt? I wasn't sure on that when they said it.
1: I believe that it's one belt as of right now. Uh, no, oh. no, not. I meant both belts. My fault.
0: Both belts? Okay. That's why I figured it was, too. Uh, so, we'll see how that goes. Um, and we got both of the, the men's and the women's money in the bank. So, that's all so far that we got confirmed, I think. A uh, couple of the uh, women in the uh, money in the bank for them alexa bliss lacey evans who is try I guess coming back onto the scene again uh Liv morgan raquel rodriguez and they still waiting on three more on the men's side you guys seth drew mcintyre as seamus this all has been confirmed so let's start with the the women's championship matches we could do all uh, Raw and SmackDown. We can start with uh Bianca Bella and Rhea Ripley. So how what do you how do you think that's gonna go? What do you think of it? Are you cool, Rhea Ripley, or would you rather see someone else?
1: I'm gonna say this. I think that currently, based on the card that we have now, I think this has potential to be the best match of the night. Okay. Um, I'm extremely excited about this match. I like them both. Like, of course, I think Bianca Belair is is the top face in the company right now, period, yeah. male or female, like. She's the only face that's 100% over. She's, she's that girl. But Rhea Ripley is so freaking cool. And like, I just can't like put it by finger on it. She's just so cool. Like, she's just, she gives you like China vibes, you know? Like, yeah, okay. She, like, she has that. I mean, she has the look. She just has the strength, the power. She's pretty, she's really good. And I think, like, seeing her now in Judgment Day take a more pronounced role as far as talking. And I think that, yeah, like, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think it's just going to be awesome. I don't really care who wins, actually, because I think that with Bianca, if she wins, she just continues to, like, be that top face in the company who carries. But I think Rhea could be, like, an incredible heel champion. And even, like, if she's the first champion in the judgment day, like we haven't really seen that dynamic of a woman being the leader of a predominantly male faction.
0: That's true. You
1: know, like, so I think like either way, I think I could, I think that that might end up being match of the night if, you know, they're given enough time to really put on a show, but yeah, I, I don't really care who wins, but if I had to pick, I'm going with Bianca.
0: Yeah, I think I think I'm leaning towards Bianca too. I think love Rhea Ripley too. I love everything about her. Putting the title on her in Judgment Day would be really cool to see, like you said, letting her lead the faction. Uh, and then yeah, you could kind of like do it like with the bloodline, start building, putting some more championships on all the other members, Finn Balor. Uh see what he do and all the other ones. Um, how was it? Damien Priest. Yeah. So real interesting to see what they do with there. I, I was Hoping I'm, I was hoping, I'm not gonna lie, for Oscar because I just love Oscar. I miss seeing her. I just think that for her, just to get a real lengthy run with the title, and you know, I know she doesn't talk as much. She ain't, ain't too amazing on the mic, but the things that she could do, she was a big draw in uh, NXT. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved her when she came to WWE. I think it's about time that we give her that lengthy title run. But you know, we got Rhea Ripley instead. So maybe that Oscar bianca Belair dynamic will probably be somewhere down below if uh, Bianca's going to hold on to the title. So I don't I don't really got no problem with this. I do think it's, like you, it's got to be match of the night potential for sure. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with it.
1: Yeah, I think that... I'm glad you said that about Oscar. I will say, I would not be surprised if she's added to the match as a tri- triple threat just because she's constantly been in that conversation. But I think if she's not added to the match in a triple threat... I think we definitely see her in Money in the Bank. For sure. And I'm going to be honest, if she's in Money in the Bank, that's my pick to win. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. I, that's I my
1: pick to win.
0: Yeah, I think, I, I think I'll definitely add that, too, which is, which is like what I was thinking. Of. I was like, yeah, they're probably going to end up putting her in the, oh, the money in the bank. And if looking at the field right now, I mean, you got Alexa Bliss, Lacey Evans, Lil Morgan, Raquel. Yeah, Oscar. I don't know who the other two they can add, but people are going to be probably – Pick them with oscar in that situation to come out
1: and you know what it might not just be oscar because the thing is i think about oscar is i just feel like if they drag it out let her win money in the Br- briefcase shit i would say even let her cash in at wrestlemania that's feeding bianca her third five star in a row ma- wrestlemania match because i already sure. know it's gonna be five stars i already know it's gonna be five stars if it's Bian- bianca versus oscar at WrestleMania, I just know
0: like it's just, that's money, right eh? there. That's, that's money.
1: money. Right. That's money. And so, but I think the only other person who would be believable, other than Oscar, to win Money in the Bank would be Liv Morgan. Like, yeah. like she's she's. I mean, out of all the girls, like I like her. She's not one of my favorites, but she's been on a crazy run lately, same as Rhea. And so, like. Yes, like,
0: they've been teetering on, like, just pushing her all the way, but it's like, we want to give you, like, give you spotlight for sure, but not all the way there yet, but definitely, definitely can see her win money in bank, though.
1: I mean, yes, and think about if Rhea ends up winning the title, Rhea Mm. versus, you know, Liv, there's so much potential there, because, you know, they already have so much history, so, like, there's a lot, that's the thing is that there's just so many, so much potential in that women's division of just like you could really swing these any kind of way with some of these girls, but and like it'll still be a banger. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what they're gonna do with like Raquel and um Lacey and all that. Yeah, like
0: they've been they've been trying to push them up too. Like we've been seeing Raquel, she's been getting a little screen time with Rhonda, Lacey Evans be her packages. Uh did she, I think she wrestled last week, didn't she? Or
1: Right,
0: yeah. let's see so qualified for the yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see where we'll see where that goes with that. Uh, so let's talk about the snore that's going to be the SmackDown Women's Championship match.
1: <sighs>
0: <laughs> uh, Natalia versus Ronda, what are your thoughts? I don't have too many on these. I mean, like, like we've been saying, SmackDown Women's Division is in the mud,
1: yeah, like the- i I don't even care about that match. I'm mean, going to be honest. Like, I just, I just, yeah. Yeah, it,
0: there's there's no way Natalia's winning that. I'm sorry.
1: And honestly, I will say, I wouldn't mind if she did, just because I'm tired of Ronda. It's just like, uh, yeah,
0: It would be refreshing for sure now. i will be like, okay. WWE's-
1: yeah, uh, but she's not going to win, but it's just like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, it's just, Ronda's gotten... T- just so tired and stale for me like you know like what I do appreciate about Brock is that like all these iterations of him over the last couple years he kind of reinvents his character which I do in like but Ranga she's the same what did Vince say say? then now
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's literally the same since she like popped back on popped onto the scene I'm just like she don't talk better I mean she uh, she's cool She's all right in the ring. She's cool, whatever. But it's just – it doesn't move me. It doesn't move me. I, I don't think it really moves the needle that much, you know, for fans.
1: Yeah. I, um. But if I had to pick, I guess, Ronda, I think that's – I think she's going to win. That doesn't mean yeah. I want her, but I think she's going to win. Um. But, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'm just not excited about that match.
0: Yeah, yet. no, it's not. I think that's all. We're both in agreement on that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Undisputed Tag Team Championship match, Street Profits and Usos. Another potential match of the night, I would think. A lot of good potential there. Uh how do you feeling about it? Cause I I don't think the Usos will be dropping the titles. I don't think you breaking up that bloodline thing just just uh yet, yeah, unless you're gonna split the titles.
1: I think that honestly I wouldn't mind splitting the titles. And also if that if maybe if the Usos lose their championships, I'm hoping that Roman loses his. Yeah. Cause like we just can't keep going on like this like I, it was great to see roman last night but like the summer is in shambles guys like it, it going not have to be on tv or some and like yeah. i think that they assume that the root usos being champions could fill in no it doesn't it doesn't do it for me um like i don't know i might be the only person me and the usos never really clicked like Ooh, okay and they never clicked for me i don't know like i'm talking about from when they first started up until now like i like them better now they're but they've never been one of my favorite tag teams like i think i've never like hated them it's just i never been like 100 enthralled by them
0: yeah i feel that because you know they was like i ain't gonna say they was corny when they first jumped on the scene They worked Okay, okay. We, okay, we'll say it. We'll yeah. say it that was, that was, was a little cordy.
1: They were cordy and I was just like, oh, God, another Samoan, ooh. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, we tired of hearing. It's the same thing that happened with Tamina, and I think it yeah. happened
0: with
1: Natalia, too. Like, we just keep hearing over and over again, this is who their family is, this is who their family is. And, like, you get tired of that very quickly. And there's very few people who've been able to be just so good to where they just don't need their family legacy. It's yeah. very them and you know like i just got tired hearing it so long like they're definitely better than they were back then i would give them credit for that um <clears throat> but like the street profits then my boy like okay i love the they street want the smoke
0: pro- they want to the smoke
1: i that what they want to the smoke like i've loved them from the jump i think that i remember watching angelo dawkins just hopped from like tag team partner to tag team partner and like black and gold NXT. And like when he got with Montez Ford, that was the first time I ever thought something really clicked for him. But then like Montez Ford just kind of just wow. He's a star. He's a star. Like he's so charismatic. I mean, he has it. And I think like Angelo Dawkins, I think is also he's he's all, he's a, he's gonna be a solid mid-parter. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. I think that in wrestling, we call that, I think that's a bad thing. Everybody can't be main event guys. Like, yeah,
0: we need the mid cards. They're important to carry the show when we don't have freaking I, Roman Reigns showing up on the show for weeks on end.
1: Exactly. Like a strong mid card is crucial. And I think like, I just think that they're it. Like, I think that they're awesome. I just don't foresee them winning this. Um, but I think that they're awesome. And I, I, I will say, Like, I don't want to get this into like AEW versus WWE because there's some things that WWE does better, such as their women's division Mm -hmm. for now than AEW. But one thing that AEW does just so much better is their tag team division. Tag teams are a focal point and I would love to see that more in WWE just because there's some great tag teams. Like, and yeah, I would just like to see them focus in on that more. But yeah, I'm picking the Usos, but treat profits my boys
0: so <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm a ride with my boys. And I, lo- I, I, I just love the Usos and just, just how they just turned around. Like, I remember one of my favorite feuds they had was when, with the, uh, well, numerous feuds they had with the new day, but when they was going back and forth, when they was doing the Xavier Woods scandal came out and they, they, they did that promo. Mm-hmm. And it's uh talked about how Xavier Woods be doing it with Paige and stuff like that get a little R- X rated oh my god that was i was going for that.
1: that right like I will say like they've had some high points like I love I love the new day like yeah and you know what they're one faction like the crazy thing is they've been doing essentially the same thing for years but like they never got corny to me they never it got works. it just always works. It just works they never got boring they just never got bored i love the new day and i think that the usos i think but i kind of i guess i kind of attribute that feud more to new day i think like they can elevate anybody yeah and bring the best out of basically they brought the best out of any tag team they worked with had That's some
0: cool great matches, matches.
1: great yeah. matches great promos i mean even just like a trombone in the middle of like a match like who does that
0: yeah no it's i I love everything about the new day i you know and speaking of the new day sending sending thoughts and prayers still to big e man can't wait for him to be back on the screen missing big
1: yes bring back big e but you know like i will say now wwe might have an ace up their sleeve with that just because he's been posting a lot of content lately about like him you know Leaving his neck brace behind. And I think that he's probably healing faster than we all thought. And mm-hmm. we need some main event talent. Like the type of pop that he's going to get. One thing I will say is I think everybody's appreciating injured wrestlers more because yeah. the kind of pop that Big E got the other day when they shot him out, the type of love that Randy got, the love that Cody's been getting for injury, like the pop that happens when they all come back going to be crazy like and i think biggie has proven that he can be a main eventer all of them actually that's the cool thing about the new day
0: yeah yeah no, they definitely all still got potential uh and you know all of them you know we kofi got his run biggie got his run we will love to see biggie when he come back get another run at it another crack at apple I Feel like they did him dirty with that situation but xavier woods man give my boy xavier woods a little little chance at a little intercontinental united states man put my boy on something
1: too Especially since I mean, in my opinion, Xavier Woods is one of the most naturally talented on the mic that we've ever seen. Yeah. Like he's incredible. Um, and so yeah, I think that they're just one team that's awesome. And I think like the street profits kind of make me think of them like of New Day, just because of they've never gotten stale to me. They're so cool. Like I they're awesome. Like, you know, a lot of times, like. The Black tag teams, and I, you might agree with this or not, but sometimes they get over stereotypical Oh where they're annoying. Yes. And like, it's just like, and the street profits are like one of those obviously Black teams, but they've never gotten like caricature-like to me. Like, you yeah. know, they never got boring and still. And I think that's what I like about them. And I feel like sometimes the Usos, they get a little too stereotypical. You know, like yeah black stereotypes, and it just doesn't feel doing natural. all
0: those raps and stuff. They, you know, exactly. Doing... And
1: it doesn't feel as natural, and I feel like the street prophets have always felt just natural.
0: Hey, this is a, this is a street prophet uh, pro podcast right here. We 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 love the street prophets around here.
1: I do, like I do, like do my boys. Like I just think that they're awesome. I I think that they're just great, just because of. I think Montez is gonna be a this is like one of those rare, rare times to where like when I see somebody I love as a as a tag team wrestler that where I I still don't want them to break up. Like I yeah. see it, but I still love the team more than I love the individual.
0: Yeah. Mm. Definitely with you on that one. All right. So we kind of talked a little bit about the women's Minute money in the bank. I don't know if you had anything too much you wanted to add with that one, who who the other three that you think might slip into. Uh, both, you know, leaning towards Asuka, maybe, and uh, Liv Morgan. I'm trying, yeah. to think, I'm trying to think who else could, like, I mean, Shotzi. I'm hoping she, you know, finds her way into the Money in the Bank some type of way. I know, I think she lost the match for her to qualify, I think. Uh, I can't think of uh, who I would else.
1: I'd say maybe, like, I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm not too impressed. I think Becky
0: Yeah, Becky. Becky's there.
1: But Becky's, like, Becky's around, but Becky's also kind of been, you know, spiraling. You know, I could see her just, like, you know, because she just needs a title so badly. Like, you know, I could see her, like, you know, finesse her way into the Money in the Bank match.
0: Like some type of, like, how they always normally do it. Someone's walking down to the ring and Becky comes out or, like, she beats them up backstage and she's in the match now.
1: And we also got to remind ourselves, um, if I'm not mistaken, Charlotte is back from her honeymoon. Mm. So, because I think Andrade is definitely wrestling again now. So, she's getting, uh, yeah, she about like to get Some boots
0: back up, Charlotte.
1: She about to get back to work soon, too. So, I don't think that
0: yeah, Becky gotta,
1: and Charlotte are obvious. If that's, you're back.
0: that's pretty much all I got. I can't think of, like, the women's division, I mean, especially on SmackDown, it's, it's something that's in the mud. All right, so
1: I was gonna say, I'm also scared. I'm very scared because this is a very WWE thing to do. I'm very scared they're gonna have Charlotte return that money in the bank and just steal it all at the end. I would be pissed.
0: Oof, I mean, you know, that's 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 WWE, they do that.
1: Yeah, I would be pissed because, like, give it to one of these girls who really been here.
0: Yeah, man, I love Charlotte and all, but let's come on, like, let's. Let's put we, we could find Charlotte uh, a worthy opponent to put her in the in a good little book and feud with that will carry her into a summer that don't have to be the title picture. Thanks. We don't have to just keep doing just because Charlotte's here. Let's put a title on Charlotte. We don't got to keep doing it. WWE, please listen. You don't got to keep doing that.
1: <laughs> you, I swear to God, you don't.
0: All right. So let's close it, uh, closing the pod. The man's money in the bank. Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, still got four TBD. Thinking I'm 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 thinking Finn Balor is gonna end up finding his way into this uh um, man's money in the bank, or at least hoping. We'll see. Uh anybody else that you would love to see? And then who would you want to see win?
1: So I don't think that Finn Balor is going to be, and I think that I would hope that him and Edge are gonna have a conflict, or maybe they might say that to SummerSlam. I don't know. Um but if he doesn't fight Edge at Money in the Bank, I would like to see him in the Money in the Bank match. Um, I don't see, I think AJ Styles is a good pick for Money in the Bank. Um, I will say, the it's pretty stacked right now. Just, I mean, just off the names of Seth, like, you know, Drew and Sheamus. I don't yeah. see Drew and Sheamus winning just because they have their, you know, they still yeah, have their a- little feud there few going um i think seth rollins is honestly
0: he's he's prime he's prime to take it ain't it
1: he's him bro <laughs> he's yeah, him like,
0: that's like i seth i mean I, I just love seth rollins he's one of my favorite like
1: he continues to i i can i consider seth rollins to be like the Chris Jericho of our generation. Mm-hmm. Of just like you know, that character who has had like 14 million gimmicks and all of them work. Yeah. Seth continues to reinvent himself, whether it's the money, you know, the Monday Night Messiah, Monday Night Rollins, like you know, Seth freaking Rollins, like you know, all of these different the what the architect, all of them. He's the Kingslayer, like he has. He
0: ate.
1: Yeah. He ate. I feel like he ate. Like it's, it's, there's none of them that have been bad.
0: My boy be dressing too.
1: He, he be putting this shit on. Yeah, he be like, dressing. That's Mr. putting that shit on, y'all. Yeah. Like, absolutely. So I think that I think that he he deserves it. And I mean, like, this man put on a fantastic, beautiful match trilogy. Yeah. He bust out a five-star with in the With Cody Rhodes, like, that's... I'm just so sad that Cody's injured, bro. Yeah. God, like, that blew me. I've loved Cody, like, my entire life, so... But, yeah, put it on Seth Rollins. Like, I think that... I just want to see all the people who are in it. I need them to get meaningful feuds. Like, yeah, and Sheamus already got something. But, like, after what he did with Cody, Seth deserves... Something big, he needs something big. Yeah, we
0: need to get him back. Let me let me ask you this Are you shipping? Because I saw this being float around last night. Are you shipping Seth Rollins winning the money in the bank and then part two of the heist of the century? Him coming out at the end or during the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and still in both belts.
1: God, please, Jesus, please. Now, I'm gonna be honest if that, yes absolutely because yeah. jesus christ i can't deal with another plain brock and roman match i can't i can't so do whatever y'all gotta do
0: they gotta add something to it man like they they are wwe man come on
1: y'all do whatever y'all gotta do because yeah no
0: I, I would love to see stuff yeah, like that just that first one when he ran down Man, I, Seth, always, Seth. always has some great moments. He always has like just the, one of the t- best moments in WWE history, like breaking up the shield, him running down, cashing in, got his matches with fe with Cody. Like he, my boy is a visionary. He, he's you doing have, it all.
1: You have to think. I think that people always talk about, and I think it's even more apt because of this year, just the twentieth anniversary of like you know John Cena and Randy Orton people always talk about that OVW class of 2002. Mm -hmm. But Black and Gold NXT, everybody who dropped anywhere between, I would say, 2013, 2012, 2013, up until maybe 2016, those are the leaders of wrestling now. Like, that's just, like, you have, what, Seth, Roman, um dean ambrose who's now john john moxley you have the four horse women Mm -hmm. the main event title picture all comes from that that era all of them
0: and it's just sad when we think about that that they can't do this they can't keep building more stars they can't keep finding gold and push them in the actual direction that they need to be so they could be real main eventers that fans can get behind and all this push push other new superstars get some fresh faces on some belts because they did it before Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and they just yeah i don't know what to say well that's it that we all got for you on this pod it's been great talking with you lyric obviously we're going to have you back on to talk some more wwe's because this this benson thing is still ongoing Absolutely. Still got to figure out what's going to happen with the end. all be all with Sasha and Naomi. And then, of course, Brock and Roman, they're going to give us some more stuff to talk about, too. And then everything else in the coming weeks. So it's been real. Been listening to the What's on my podcast and we'll see you guys next time.